folks, welcome to an episode of The Yard Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan, he is Mac. Howdy! Now, this episode, before we begin, yes, uh-huh. there's a quick thing on the docket. I've already screwed up once again that I need to uh, talk about once more. Uh, oh, at the beginning no. of the previous episode, recurrent events, I'm just not going to give too much context, but I talked about former University of Miami coach uh, Manny Diaz. I said he was there at the U during those U days. That is wholly incorrect. Manny Diaz went to FSU. Holy shit. It's a big fine. That's hilarious. That's a big, big penalty. But that's still only one point. And so, yeah, the reason why he was coached was because he was defensive coordinator. Uh, well, actually, I think he was defensive. I'm going to I'm gonna lay the blanket down. I think he was defensive coordinator uh-huh. under Mark Richt. If, if not, he was part of the coaching staff regardless. I'm giving myself that qualifier just in case I'm wrong again. That, so is, that uh, is, Mac, give us a tally. Uh, the current tally is Dan Man 4, Mac Attack 1. That's really bad for it's me. Bad news for you, pal. That's really, really bad. Good news for me because uh, Party City is waiting on my money. Yes, sir. I well, I I went up and I grabbed the wrong sticky note. I thought I grabbed the sticky note that has all the penalty points uh, qualifications. Uh, I didn't. So, anyways, we'll forget about that for now. Nevertheless, we are reviewing. <laughs> we have something to do here today. Dark season two. Dark season two. Dark is a German television show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's very very well done. It is well. I mean, if you're listening to season two, then you probably already know what happens in season one. Hopefully, time loop. There's it's a big old time loop knot yeah. that's going on, and these characters are figuring it out and exploring it. It is a direct continuation of season one taking place, if my um, math is seven months later. And so, Mac, right before we started airing, yeah, you said that this is you said this is the best, the the most well done season of Dark slash your favorite season, one hundred percent, yeah. I mean, we can't talk about you know the third season too much, right? Yeah. You have you at least have yeah, no, that I, under I your belt. But I'm spoil. watching this. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching this with naked eyes. And I have not even finished season three yet. And okay. I can say with absolute confidence. You mean the second go around, or just period? I I have not finished season three. Period. Oh wow! I I made it a point not to finish season three because oh. I had uh, I had watched season one and season two. And then I rewatched season one, season two for us. But the second that I realized that I wanted to do it for the podcast, I stopped so that I could watch season three with you. Oh, because now I'm a pre- I'm I'm kind of seasoned in terms of my uh, uh, opinions. I'm 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 aged like a fine wine sure. on season one and season two. But season three, I want it to be a fresh rip. Oh, I see. Um, That's interesting. Okay. But with the few episodes, I think I've seen four episodes, maybe five of season three so far. Okay. And I can tell you with absolute certainty that season two is the best season of Dark. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I, I. So sorry to let you down. Well, <laughs> um, the, I mean, this episode is largely, I imagine, going to be about comparing season one to season two, the differences, the qualities. Sure. Sure. Um, and, and well, it's it's important to regard that, right? And then also view this season for its own merit. Yeah. But, Not necessarily in terms of quality, but in terms of just evolution. Like, you have to... Yeah, like, like how, does, how does the season fare by itself, and how yeah. does the season compare to the previous? So, um, I mean, off the bat, then, what were the, the, the big things that were, you know, hitting you across the face about 
What made this season better in comparison to the first one? What made this season different right. in regards to the first one or the same that made it a better experience for you? Sure. So uh, one thing they really made very clear in the first season is that it wasn't necessarily that uh, it was just the series that was obsessed with um, getting their first act out of the way. Sure. Um, it was that we went through the exposition and got to the inciting incident of every single character in the show. Or not, sorry, not every single character. Every main character. All of the main characters, we saw their setup. We saw the first act of all of their stories. It wasn't just the first act of the show. It was the first act for everybody. And that was the big downfall of season one, is that it felt like we were watching exposition every episode the entire time until like maybe the last episode. And then everyone got their inciting incident. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the downfall. I would say that the, in the exact same way, the big plus of this season is that one, we finally get a lot of people having to finally deal with some shit as well as everyone gets a turning point. So everyone has some sort of plot twist. Everyone has some sort of, crazy shit happened to them i'm with you there i'm with you there and so like i I can't think of a single episode of this season that something wild didn't happen um or something that was truly shocking or that i didn't necessarily expect and one thing that was a big changer from season one to season two for me is that whereas in season one I was really obsessed with trying to figure out what was about to happen sure. um, and predicting. And they they did a really good job of not just posing questions, but shoving questions down your throat. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, Perhaps. Like, uh, in, in, in season one, some questions that, um, that were really uh, uh, thrown at you. Like, um, who is Jonas' dad and why did he kill himself? And, uh, and... Where did Mickle go? And right. and like they, whenever they ask these questions, it's not like they just pose them and move on. It's like they shove them in your face, and they're like, "Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know? Well, we're going to talk about it, but we can't yet talk about it." And like mm-hmm. it, like we're going to have to explore it, and it's like kind of that. Um, in this season, there's just so many exclamation points uh-huh. uh, in terms of answered questions that I I really am satisfied and. Season two, like I said earlier, whereas in season one, I was really interested in uh, trying to figure out what was going to happen next. In season two, I finally allowed myself to stop. Does that make any sense? Like, I I stopped guessing what was going to happen next. Gotcha. I just allowed just myself. To be on the ride. Right, right. I, I, I realized okay. this show is so fucking obsessed. And I do not use that word lightly. Obsessed with making their own rules or telling the audience a set of rules and then breaking them mm-hmm. that there's no reason for me to even start guessing. It's like lamb. Okay. Where, like, <laughs> like I, I thought I knew what movie I was watching. And in the last 10 minutes, I was not watching that movie at all anymore. When, when the Ram man shows up, but for better or for worse, um, for, for better in the dark, for better okay. in the dark, for not, sure. not for better in, not lamb? for better. In, I mean, lamb was wild. And I like, I really appreciate that experience, but at the same time, I, I would not say it aided my experience at all. Sure. Here, I think it, it was incredibly aided by the fact that I stopped trying to figure out what was happening. Okay. And I just allowed it to happen. Because whenever things would happen, instead of me being like, oh, dang, I was wrong, or like, 
oh, well, that doesn't make sense because I, I just was like, cool, that's wild. Okay, next. We are at a very sort of interesting conundrum between the two of us. Because I bet that you were the exact opposite. And For I the bet most part. That, that a I, lot liked, of time... I liked season one a lot more than season two. <gasps> what? Yes. How? But you. Uh, but what were you going to say? Is it because... I was just me guessing. Is it because... There were so many times where you felt the story moving in a certain direction, and then it just was like, "Yep, fuck that neck." Like we're going a different way. Uh, not yes, and also no. So, I oh, I cracked my knuckle. I think for the same reason that you enjoyed this season more, which was allowing yourself to go on the ride. Uh-huh. I think what brought you to said ride was also what made me dislike this one more. Mm-hmm. I think. Even though everything is still very, very well done in terms of direction, action, setting, like it's this is a wonderful piece of media. And the fact that I, I think it's both its biggest aid and I think its biggest detriment, I find uh the structure of of Dark, where it's literally multiple decades working once at the same time yeah right per se you know and And so which is very impressive when not only are they working with 2019 or now 2020 but so far you know whatever yeah uh 2019 1986 1953 but then they also add in 1920 and 19 oh god i'm doing math 1921 and i'd say yeah and and 2051 20 but then 2052 in the show whatever point is right, right point is it's very, very impressive that they can have that complete concurrent storytelling. Because I can imagine it's very, very hard to narrow down and very, very tricky to figure out. Especially when you have characters like Jonas and Claudia who are time hopping all over the goddamn place. Right. Doubly so Jonas when Jonas is like three really big characters at the same time. Yeah. And then he also goes back to 2019 but the show is set in like 2020. Also, and so right before his father kills himself, uh-huh. and so then you have to take that into account when. So it's like it's a whole it's a whole bunch of things that's going on. Right, right. At once structurally, it must be a say. bitch to direct. Exactly. But also that it's not only is Jonas three big characters, but I like the way that you phrase that because it's not that Jonas is a huge character. It really is. There are three different Jonases. Yes. And they're wildly different. Yes. Where, and I think that might be one of my biggest qualms of the show. And all of, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. Wow. That is, wow. Okay. That's interesting. But. We're making the same realizations and having different opinions on everything, it seems. It, it, relatively, relatively. I think, once again, like I said, structurally, great. Structurally, yeah. also bad. Because, not bad, that was, that was mean, but I didn't like it as much because. What is so interesting to me about the first season is figuring out that it's a loop. I don't like how the first season ended. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, there's just no resolution. Like, I was at least wanting some form of resolution, even if everything was a loop, right? Yeah. And so then the second season is exactly that, for the most part, Mm -hmm. that everything is still a loop, that it's just... The second season takes place in another cycle, quote yeah. unquote, seven months after the first season. Yeah. And so then once you figure out by like the first or second episode, oh shit, it's just another loop. 
that doesn't change by the final episode. And so so then it's just kind of watching to figure out like, okay, so how are the events taking place um, as opposed to like a- a- anything else, right? Well, yeah. not, not how are the events taking place. Cause like you're trying to put together that time loop is happening, right? And so then, then it, but then it's just more of that in the second season where you already know time loop is there, and I don't think they necessarily add anything to the time loop, nor do they do something differently about it. And I think that's my biggest qualm structurally that it felt like just a continuation of the first season as opposed to being its own story in its own way. Maybe I'm old school in that fashion that like I want seasons of televisions to be like their own sort of like vignettes per se. I but see. I but I'm, I, see. I don't sure. but there's a part of me where I don't think the se- season 2 does necessarily enough new things. Yeah. I think like with the introduction of Adam, who is just a uh, spoiler, a very old Jonas, yeah, uh, with burn marks, um, who has for some questions that we don't motives. know, yeah, and so and 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 that's that's another thing, that's another thing. Oh, that's, don't you worry, that's another thing. Yeah. But and so that's like the biggest thing about it, right? And then like figuring out, oh, Adam's like henchmen. One of them is Noah. Noah's Charlotte's dad, and. And then also Magnus and Francisco are still alive. Okay. But, like, that's the most... And then Jonas is actually the one that kills Mar- Martha. Uh-huh. And then Jonas wants to save Martha. But it's two different Jonases. And so, like, those are the most interesting things. And that was, like... That was the one moment in the show. But it was at the very so end. And I'm like, oh, my God. Jonas is... Jonas killed Martha. What the hell? Yeah, And then yeah, also... Yeah. Um, at the very end, a Martha from a different universe, it seems, just steps in. And I'm like, that's actually kind of what I wanted more from this season. Yeah. I I didn't necessarily want the loop to break, but I wanted the loop to bend a little. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted something to actually change. This well, is this is a question. Have you seen the... have you seen Loki? Yeah. This is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen Loki. You know how they have those like deviations, right? Yeah. When you mess up too much in the timeline. And so then it creates its own timeline. But remember how Loki figures out that you can there right before a disaster, you can't create a deviation. Yeah. Like I wish there was um because like whatever you do, whatever's gonna happen, the disaster is still gonna come. So you can tell everybody you can do X, Y, and Z and it won't matter. Right. That I wish there was some like bend or wiggle room in the loop. That I wish there was some ver- actual variability that was happening. Yeah, right. You right, know? Right. And so then, and then doubly so, the whole time I'm like, why doesn't Jonas just kill himself? Okay, that is the question of the whole series. That it was only quasi answered with Noah trying to kill Adam slash older Jonas. And it wasn't and his he destiny. Was, and he wasn't, it was, just wasn't destiny, so the gun wasn't working. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my god. So there was an t- attempt to do something. Yeah. And so then it actually feels like destiny is at play as opposed to a character making just really weird decisions. Right. Right. You know? So so like so it would have been interesting around... for Jonah to like try to shoot himself and he just couldn't get the gun to work. Right. Sure. And and, and maybe we do get that. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. The uh one of the big moments of uh season 2 for me, I I talked to my dad about it, right? Cuz my dad 
like this is one of his favorite shows. It's definitely not one of my favorite shows, but it's one of his favorite. And I, and I think the reason he likes it so much is because there are so many times in the show where something happens and you have to pause it to try and figure out like or just uh, take a moment because he's he's big into uh trying to find um errors or like plot okay. holes right yeah, and like, so there are like, so many yeah. times where there should be plot holes but the more you think about it the more you're like oh no that, that kind of does make sense they yeah. they really set themselves up for that like they like i guess th- there's nothing that could stop that from being true like um charlotte and uh charlotte's daughter mother yeah, yeah, yeah. That Charlotte is Elizabeth's mother, and Elizabeth is Charlotte's mother. mother. Yeah, and like at first you're like, okay, that's bullshit. Wait a minute, and then you're like, well, wait, no, that I get. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I, like I mean, I, I, that's I'll possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You're right. Exactly, exactly. Or like the the um uh, is it the the bootstrap bootstrap paradox? Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, HG Tenant House yeah, talks about yeah, it. And maybe at the beginning of the season, I yeah, think. where where just the concept that because you're like, oh wow, Tenant House is the one that made the time machine, and that's so cool that he did that. Yeah. But it was given to him by someone from the future. So yeah. if something was given to you by someone in the future, but they continuously bring it, then no yeah. one made it in the first place. Once again, like. And I brought this up when we reviewed the first season as well. The fact that this show has paradoxes is fine because the show addresses, hey, these things are paradoxes. Right. They shouldn't be happening, and yet they are. Right, right. Like, that's just like a sort of given circumstance for that world. And so because they approach paradoxes in that way, I'm completely fine with right, that. Right, 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 right. And uh, um, th- there are so many of those in this show, and that's what makes that, that's what makes my, my dad love it so much. Um, season 2, episode 6. Okay. Uh, that's the episode. Have to remind me what no, happens in that. That's the episode where um, Michael, who's Mikkel, but Jonas's dad, yeah, uh, is about to kill himself. Yeah. Um, and so like Claudia and and Jonas like have those conversations with with the Michael that's about to kill himself and whether he should or not, right? And in that episode, I realized and I talked to my dad about this. I was like, oh, so the whole point of the show is that no, like. No matter what you do, everything that's going to happen has already happened and was supposed to happen yeah. and is going to happen no matter yeah. what you do. Yes. And so the like every single character that is aware of the timeline in the show now has the ultimate goal of to stop the timeline. And so what does up. that mean? That's and so now we're gonna go back to something that you brought up earlier that like we don't know like half of these characters' objectives. Right. I, I don't understand well, Adam's objective. Well, you see them acting for sure. You well, see, yeah, you, you see, see, lots see them of acting on those objectives, but we have no idea what those objectives motives. are, which is yeah. frustrating to watch. Because sure. then you're just like, why are you doing this? you're trying to figure this? out I... what the motive is, but there's no context that you really have as to, like, I don't know enough about this secret organization. Like, it's not Sons of Adam, but like, whatever this. Yeah, Travelers what or whatever. Sigmundus. That's yeah. what it is. Thank you. Um, uh, we don't know their motivations, but but I think what's even worse, we right. don't know Claudia's. I don't know what Claudia's trying to do. She's trying to stop Adam. What does that and mean? And funny enough, the further we get into the season, the more I'm actually sketched out by Claudia than I am by Adam. Because at least Adam, like, he doesn't say a whole lot, but at least he's saying something. Yeah. Like, Claudia gives you fucking zero to go off of. And yes. I'm like, I, okay, I'm just kind of frustrated with you at this point, that you're doing things and... 
like your goal who is the hell are you? Your goal is to stop Adam. Yeah. And stopping Adam means like not creating a new world, but preserving the old one. But like, what does that look like? And what is that? And, and why does it matter? It's such an intangible but then objective by the end to describe of, to the audience. Right. But by the end of season two, you get the sense, okay, Claudia is trying to save this world, whereas Adam is trying to destroy the world because that was God's intention was for the apocalypse to come. Yes. But still, why? Like, mm, where is it? Like, Find I understand. It. I understand that. Okay, so, uh, the the motivation, the inspiration that Adam has to do what he's doing, comes from a place of God intended it, and I am here as a servant of God, yeah. and uh, or to oppose God. It's it's time like they're going against time, meaning they're going against God. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, and and then Claudia is coming from a place of I would like to save our planet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. I I do wish that I would have gotten that earlier. I and suppose. there's a part of me too where I'm like, oh, now that we're talking this through, I would have been much more interested in like. Seeing more Adam think through process or seeing more Claudia think through. And when I say Claudia, I mean Claudia that has already figured out all the time mumbo jumbo. As opposed to 1986 Claudia just getting the time machine and being like, what the hell do I do now? Okay, okay, right there though. This is – if you were to do that, I think you are sacrificing um, one of the coolest parts of the show and that is they do a really good job of making sure that you don't know – uh, much about the past or the future at any given moment. Yeah. So we're constantly getting something new that we have no idea what's going to happen in the 80s, the present time, the future, and the 1920s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, the um, and, and like usually if I know, for instance, uh, if I know hannah present day hannah sure then i should know a lot already about past hannah yeah but but then you figure out no i don't i I clearly do not know much about past hannah or um uh past uh is it katarina yeah what yeah what katarina nelson yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. mom of michael Um, magnus and martha right um and i think that's a very impressive element of the show that there are very few times where I'm able to predict the past or future of a character yeah. based on that character in other timelines. Which is like everything, like all of the secrets that the show has are they're really good at keeping those secrets. Does that make any sense? I'm with you there. Like the, like the, the writers of this show did an impeccable job on um, knowing the exact moment that they want the audience to know something. Yeah. I could have never guessed. And so then when you ever- for the most part, yeah. whenever you find out, it's like, oh, that was that was satisfying. Even if you figure it out early, yeah, it's like I got that answer at an appropriate moment. Right, like my my jaw was absolutely freaking dropped whenever, uh, whenever Noah told. Sorry, I'm trying to string names. Yeah, right? I, whenever I, Noah told Charlotte, maybe you should have looked at IMDb of all, all the names really, really. in this series. Criminy. Um, no, I, I'm getting all of it. Just take a second. Uh, whenever Noah tells Charlotte that he is her father. Right. I did not see that coming at all. No, neither did I. Me. Yeah, yeah. On that, um, at the very beginning of season two, you see young Noah outside the cave. Yeah. In the 20s. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's mining for the door. You know. Mining for the door. He's with a guy. Yeah. And he kills that guy. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that guy. You did forget about that guy. Oh, no. They don't ever confirm or deny this. Okay. But do you have any guess as to who that guy is? Well, now that we're talking about it, is that Clausen's brother? Oh, and Clausen is the detective that they introduced in this season. AKA oh, the lamest storyline. Oh, oh, oh. agreed. <laughs> well, also, confusing storyline because he's like kind of mysteriously like, oh, like I, I have it was secret entirely, motive. It was entirely a character just so they could open the barrel at the end of the season. It was. So, like, that dark matter thing. It's just another developed. fucking Alexander. Where it's like, yeah. y- you want to make it all mysterious and interesting. Ooh, and like, what's you don't this have to. About? It could just be a person that yeah. exists in this world. But that, yeah. so that Why can't someone stumble spent, upon it? We spent so much time and it was like, this doesn't feel earned per se. Right, right. And then because like you make the whole thing about the loop, then you're like, okay, so this is not about the loop, period. Yeah. You know, this sort of exploration. So then it just feels counterproductive to the overall storytelling that you're trying to achieve. And I would actually go as far as to say that that is the biggest obstacle that the show puts in its own way is that it made a promise to itself at the very beginning of the show. And there was a promise that I think ended up hindering it, which was every single character is going to have a complete arc and every single character is going to have a secret, right? Interesting concept, tiresome after a while because there are certain like – there are certain characters that I just flat out am more interested in. Um, and it's okay if, like, like for instance, I think all of season one and most of season two, I didn't give much of a shit about Martha, personally. Yeah. I thought that she, like, it was cool that she was there as an idea or as a dream that Jonas was chasing. Sure. I get that. Actual Martha, I mean, I keep saying Martha because that's just the... Yeah, it's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Either way. Is... Nowitzki and Nowitzki. Shit. I, I, don't, I don't care. Last moment of season two makes me go, is Marta about to get cool? Um, and I won't tell you what happens. Three, obviously. Uh, <laughs> alternate dimension. Right, reason. alternate dimension, Marta. Yeah, the multiverse. Marta, Marta, right. It, it's, it's almost like in Rick and Morty whenever, the, whenever uh, uh, the sister comes from another dimension and she's yeah, like yeah. super dark and like uh, heavy right. metal. Yeah. It's exactly, you're like, oh my God, is she wearing eyeliner? Um, <laughs> but, uh, sure. But, it it bothers me that there are definitely characters that don't need secrets, don't need a full arc. Yeah. And whenever I think, whenever you add those people into the mix, I start to care less and less about the other. Like it actually takes away, I think, from the validity and the excitement of the other people's secrets. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes. I, 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 I it's, care it's less. It's an inflation of of sort. Right. I it's care actually, less. Actually, I think it's literally inflation. Oh, that you're right. It's an economic inflation. You're exactly <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Is that the it's more you so add, much at once, the less value there is all around. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, if <laughs> every single secret is a dollar, dramatic inflation. I'm loving this, Danny. If every single secret oh my is God. a dollar, and there's so many secrets, then if like, you don't think an that, individual secret has less buying power, if you don't think that this is going to be one of the, the the clips on YouTube, you are out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> this is genius, Danny. I'm so proud of you. Inflation. I'm proud of us. We did that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Dramatic inflation. That yeah, the more you add, the less it is in value. And you're yeah. absolutely correct. That the the like, more oh, that I'm, like even oh, better example in yeah. my opinion, like Francisca and uh, the sex worker. Fucking um, preach. 
paying for pills, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I, I can hardly but that's, remember. You're exactly correct in not remembering. Who cares? Exactly. Literally, who cares? Yeah. And that takes away from the dad, from yeah. uh, uh, from the um, Charlotte's husband. Uh, Peter. Peter. Care less about Peter. The 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 more you're showing me of uh um, of yeah pills, buying the drugs. <laughs> I'm just giving you uh, plot points. Man. Um, are you tired? Are you okay? I'm a little tired, but oh, oh, that was so fast. And we're going to break. That's it. I guess Hi. if you want to leave. Welcome back to the uh, to the artenders. I actually in kind of. In the middle of, of me speaking, fuck too. Fuck yeah, in the middle of you speaking. I actually really enjoyed that uh, that 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 idea. Um, I, it was mainly because we sat down at the same time, and I looked at the frame, and I was like, that's so damn cute. I just need to start. That needs to be the beginning. You know what I mean? Sure. So I wanted to make sure that no matter what, I have, uh, I've made the executive decision that that's how we begin this, uh, this half. Um, and on that, Daniel... Uh, Arturo Lavelle. Yeah. Oh shit. Was that is that okay that I give you full name? Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. You've already done that multiple times. I've I've said Daniel and I've and I've given your last name, but I don't think I've given my middle name yet. Have I? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, secrets. Yeah. Secrets is what we're talking about. Secrets. Secrets are no fun. No, that's not true. They're awesome. And you want to get to your point? No. I'm just gonna keep talking right around. Uh, this is—I I was told this by a friend of mine a long time ago—that this is the point, and uh, this is me. For 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 those uh, listening to us, I'm just circling. Holy hell! My get to what you're trying to get at. Please. <laughs> okay, fine. It's not fun to listen to. It is for you. Oh. Um, and a good example is uh of 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 secrets and the way that uh, secrets work in this show. Um, against the show's better betterment is um, secrets held held by Marta. Uh, that I don't really give much of a shit about Marta in the second season until the yeah. very end. Yeah. And so the more that Jonas cares about Marta, the more that Jonas focuses on her and what's going on in her life. And then we as an audience have to focus on Marta. And I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. I, th- I would I th- rather Jonas just go off and save the world like he's trying to. I think the most that you care about. Martha's either like because you feel bad for her in this predicament slash uh you just believe in Jonas's plight but not because Martha herself is like a vastly that well-developed character with an arc per se she has like a mini one uh-huh. towards the end when she finds out that Jonas is uh her nephew uh, so <laughs> it's funny right. to just say that out loud yeah, well, and and rightfully so. I mean, yeah. good God, I can't even imagine. Just leave Winden, guys. Just leave Winden, like, oh, please. Oh, true. Okay, and that's another that's another plot hole in my opinion. Yeah, oh, that that is. I think. Yeah. Why does no one get the fuck out? Like nobody. It's has... only this town. Yeah, and, and so like it's it is interesting. Like I think I think the biz- biggest example is like Michael Michael Conwald, for example. How like you're choosing to stay in the town where. You literally were transported in time. In like you're choo- you're why are you choosing to do that? Exactly, I completely agree. I think it's a weird motivation that I feel like deserves some explanation as to why you just stay in one place. Yeah, maybe the most confusing part of the show to me, and is- and doubly so with Hannah as well. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe not so because you know he she's just obsessed with Ulrich. Um, but right. it's fascinating that she's still obsessed with Ulrich. 
Yeah. Like, when you start to think about it, like, for 33 years... Yeah. She's still head over heels for this one man. Yeah. Like, crazily so, unhealthily so. Absolutely. Well, also, he has... In in another way, he has, like, strung her along for 33 years. Because he clearly kept kept the flirting going to the point where they were able to uh, have an affair together after, after so. the fact. Um, and also, you will be... I'm going to leave season three. Well, um, obviously. Sorry. Well, well, I, as we should, right? Uh, like, right I'm happy that right. you're armed with a little bit of context of season three to compare it to season two and how season two stands on its own. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Sure, sure. In terms of the review, but in terms of the content, I will leave it alone. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the worst thing that the show does in keeping it in a small town with the same people the entire time and making sure that none of those people ever leave ever weird is that at the end of season two or like maybe the last half the issues become um a matter of saving the world but it's hard for me to understand the size of those stakes if you never show me the world okay you know what i mean uh not quite but i think i'm almost there so um, if they don't like Claudia, for instance, okay. if Claudia does not succeed sure. by the end of season two, then the world will end. Literally the entire world will end. Yeah. And we will like be going into some sort of apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And that is a, that's not a Wyndon thing. That's a world thing. But because we never leave Wyndon or Vinden, I, I don't it's hard care to put as much. It into, like it's, it's hard to put right. that into context. Right. Right. Hard to get the framing around because it. yeah. it's such an isolated show. Yeah. And it seems so fantastical. Um, and it never really roots itself in like this is this is real life. And I and I just get so far away from it. And and part of it is is, is the same tone that I was talking about earlier where like part of the way through season two, I just stopped trying to guess. I was like, you know what, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. The rules are clearly bendy and I can't guess what's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let the show take me away. Yeah. Because of that, I was not fully in, uh, enveloped by the stakes because I did well, not and, have yeah, any once sort again, of... Yeah, it's framing not only in the setting, but it's framing, once again, tying back to what we were saying in the first part of this episode, in the first segment, of, of the framing of, like, what does this look like to these characters, uh-huh. right? When, tha- like, I mean, to bring in the MCU... Funny- Funny, I was actually thinking the exact same thing. When we talk about like world stakes. Yeah, when Thanos, yeah. the biggest villain so far introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. says, I'm going to wipe out just life in half. And then you get a really detailed explanation by him as to why he's going to do that, as to how he's going to do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as to what that's going to look like for him, right? Yeah. Like... It's that multiple step-by-step process of, like, understanding a character's motivation, a pinnacle character motivation, so then that really helps aid in the overall storytelling and invest yourself, the audience member, in the stakes of what's going on for these characters. But when I don't understand why Adam is doing anything, which is one big opposing force, and then I don't understand why the opposite opposing force, Claudia, is doing anything, then, like... I'm literally just watching people suffer. And I'm just like, but they're suffering for nothing. And that's human, hum, 
in the human sense that drives me bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it feels a part of me too where I'm just like, it's a very sweet way of thinking of like, stop doing this to these characters. You right, know? right, 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 right. <laughs> You're torturing like, These characters them. don't deserve this. Why are you doing this to them? How long did it take for you to realize that uh, Adam and Noah's characters uh, are uh, How they're just symbolically and religiously else? named? I mean, probably the, the moment they said the name Noah in like the first season. Holy shit, the very first time. You were if, like, if not the oh, first time, then the second time. This is so well. It's just thing. like you're you're well, here and, to... and then we see Noah in the religious garb, and I'm like, okay, you I know, see. okay, sure, sure, sure. Like it wasn't, I just thought it was it his name. Hard. To be honest, for for me, it was whenever they whenever I realized that Adam was Jonas, and I was like, wait, but your name was oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm just done. I guess. Um. Oops. So ah, uh, perfect segue. Uh, point <laughs> point is, point is like. <laughs> No. Even though the storytelling's good, uh, at the same time, structurally, I have issues with it because because of that, right? Where like we're we're not getting more clarification on some of these things. We're just given more questions. Because what I mean, what was clarified this season? Noah works for somebody, and then yeah. and then what was also clarified more was just things inside the time loop. But I guess I'm what I'm interested in is like stuff that could happen outside the time loop. Sure. I don't know. I I'm having a difficult way of like phrasing it. Um, but nevertheless, you said in the first part there are three Jonases. Yeah. There's, you know, twenty nineteen slash twenty twenty Jonas. Yeah. There's Jonas from the future, thirty three years older. And then there's Adam. Right. So you said you had a problem. With that per se, to the show's detriment, having three Jonases, like what what I, was that to you? It wasn't that it was three Jonases that was the problem. It was more that I had a really difficult time finding the link between all of them. I I, I think that's more like the actor side than it was the director side. Yeah. Like in in terms of dramaturgically, I think it makes sense uh, to have the three Jonases and to have them written the way they were and like coming from the places that they were and everything. What? I just remembered something. What? The biggest cop out in the sort of writing in the show was when we see, okay, 2019 Jonas who teleported to the future, then teleported back to right before his dad killed himself. Yeah. Then 12 months later says to 1986 Claudia, very confusing. Yeah, it took me a while to get my brain around it, but I'm actually the one that causes this apocalypse. Yeah. And but there's just like no more explanation than right, that. Right. And I'm like, you kill multiple people just True. by doing this. True. What was said to you that like could possibly Lead justify yeah. this action? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. as That's as really well as realizing because the only way, like we were talking about in the in the, uh, in the first part of this episode, we were talking about how the show becomes okay. How do we stop the timeline from yeah. from being consistent and the same every time? And there's the are, only are there way any to do wins? that. Are there any wins in this season? Mm, it's hard not. to even tell if there are wins for Adam. You know, yeah, because it's all a time loop. Are there wins? I don't think there can be. And but and so then well, I, I if, think, it's, if, it, if it's inevitably a time loop and everyone's goal is to stop the time loop, then no. So no. well, well, Jonas gets a big win and, the end and, by, then, you know, and then not for some characters who else. have wins, but you know it's pointless because they're gonna die in a few days. Right. 
then it's like this dramatic irony is just like what's what's but, like okay. this feels nihilistic. One win, Jonas doesn't die at the end. Sure. That's present Jonas big. doesn't present die. Present Jonas, yeah. Doesn't and that's pretty end. big. That's and then shocking. we presume to some old other alternate dimension. Right. Which I'm still like, is this still a time loop? Because I don't trust this show to go out of the time loop. I have no idea about anything anymore. Okay. Okay, very good. I'm trying. Um but also uh yeah, 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 yeah. That that uh that the only way to get out of the time loop is by um is by going to the first moment to like the original catalyst inciting incident of the of, time loop. right right and uh once you go to the beginning and stop that thing or that moment from happening then everything is corrected right once apparently jonas realizes that it was him like you said why doesn't he kill himself yeah because if his whole thing is well, like and, and i'm he's... trying to save the world didn't do it. And he knows by sacrificing himself, he would save the world. Yeah. And then... once he figures out, oh, but that, that's when Claudia is introduced. I don't understand what Claudia is doing. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that, that's the tough part. Because some of, some of this is explained of like, oh, why doesn't Jonas kill himself? Because Claudia convinced him not to. But why is Claudia doing that? Oh, no I idea. don't know. And now she's dead. And, I, and yeah, I'm not confident that we're going to. Well, because it felt like the loop per se, on Claudia has been closed for the most part. I don't know. I mean, but like, I'm not, I don't know. At least this know. Claudia in this world. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, I guess that's, that's the biggest issue for me. And then when, when, like I said, when you have all these characters not actually experience any wins because they're all in a time loop. And this is the second season of that. Then it feels tired to me. So I guess that's my surprise as to why you found this season to be better than the first uh -huh. one. Well, also, I, I think it's because of... Now we've been pooping on this season, even though it's still really well done. Yeah, there have been a lot. It, it's, it, I, I think it's just there's so many moments. If we're looking at it like Martin Scorsese, right? Okay. And I'll, I'll explain that in that uh, Martin Scorsese always talks about how whenever he's directing a movie, it's, he does not care about arc. He only cares about moments, which actually makes a lot of fucking sense whenever you're looking at Martin Scorsese movies. Sure. Because there are so many movies, pretty much most of Martin Scorsese movies, in my opinion, um, are way longer than they need to be, Are uh, have so many characters that I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. But there are a lot of, like, I can think about very specific moments from each Martin Scorsese movie, you know what I mean? Um and that's what he directs for, right? Is those is those little moments, uh, those little nuggets of joy. I think there are so many little nuggets in this in this show. Okay. Little scenes where I'm like, "Damn, that is shocking," and I am rocked to my core. The uh, but but okay okay. But then when the central conflict is a time loop, then it feels. I, I guess like, like it's, it's hard for you to buy into something because you're like, "Well, this is going to happen anyway." Like, who cares? Yeah. Right. And so then, and then it's doubly so when it's the second season, you figure out much more quickly of like, oh, Claudia is going to try to stop her dad from dying. That's kind of Claudia is probably the one that kills her dad. So I, I think the biggest detriment to the show is that it's accidentally nihilistic. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. it doesn't intend to be, but it's like, but nothing matters anyway. Yeah. So then I guess it We're makes me confused. I'm like, matter. why are these characters holding on to hope? Is that like, right. is that, are you trying to make a statement about humanity itself? Which would be cool. It's just that if they, but it are, doesn't feel like that statement's being made. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That that sure. statement is not clear. If that statement is trying well, to be made. Well, but this is the thing. A lot of the 
existential nihilistic uh, theater or, or just drama that has been made in the past also has that same problem, which is if its message is nothing matters, it's really difficult to, one, keep that entertaining for an entire show, and two, make it clear. If we're looking at, like, Waiting for Godot, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, all these other shows that the point is nothing matters, the hardest part of all those shows is that it needs to be independently entertaining and yeah. because the show, like the story's not going to help it. And what I will say, I think that is sort of, it's both yes and no for this show, which is so interesting to dissect, right? Where even with that, there's still a part of me that like, I enjoy watching Hannah Conwald at work. I enjoy what when I say at work, I'm not literally going to work at, at a job. Like I'm just saying like in the show, just, just the exploration or like, I think we get it, Danny, but not going to work that even no, though like you have you. a problem with Martha's yeah. character, like I thought the acting is so well done. And so then what really intrigues me still is like the scenes between Jonas and Martha, right? The scenes between Lewis Hoffman and Lisa Vicari, I was not looking at my phone <laughs> for those names. And um, and then and then part of Who it actually... too is to like to see like Ulrich, much much older, actually find Mikkel, yeah, you know, and see him for the first oh, time in thirty three years. I mean, the endorphins. Yeah, like that's part part of it is like what a genuinely wonderful moment to watch like these characters go through that experience. Yeah, that it's frustrating then to take a step back of like. This doesn't matter. But also, your actions will amount to nothing. Knowing that this world has now officially ended, um, and that no matter what happens next season, you know what I mean. Well, I, and then I just remembered there was a black hole at the end of season one. What was that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that there is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, as in, you agree, or like, or is there is that loop going to be closed? Quote unquote. Uh, there's a black hole at the end of season one. We there, know Alexander and Regina saw it, for example. There's a black hole for a reason. Okay. All right, fine. I will allow this then. Um, it's weird that we got no answer to that at all in the second season. But I, I would say the same about uh, starting the entire fucking series off with um, uh, with, with Michael. Sure. Um, yeah, but, you, but, the, but there's a question being asked. You know eventually there's going to be an answer. I guess. And there was an answer in that season. Yeah, it, uh, uh, quasi, quasi. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, quasi. Now we know why Michael. We definitely know why. Really, like, killed himself. Right. But we knew that in the first season, it was related to all this time travel shit, right? Which was a good enough reason at the time for that, like, sort of not to be closed. You mentioned the uh, superb acting, I believe, on the part of Hannah. Um, I am curious now. Are there, are there any specific? Because you really gassed up. Uh, um. Yes, Ulrich, last yeah, season. I loved Ulrich in the last season. So, like I said, I although I agree that Ulrich had a great season one. Who are your standouts? Do you have any gold medals for this season? It's Lewis Hoffman's Jonas. Yeah, yeah I no, think he he steps the fuck up. Yeah, he becomes an absolute main character in this, and and not just in like literally main character. I mean, like he he does some heavy fucking lifting in some of these scenes. And I think, uh. I'm gonna, I may butcher this name. I'm giving myself that like window of mistake. Uh, Andreas Peachman, Pishman, mm-hmm. not entirely Shoreman. Um, who plays the stranger, aka older Jonas? I think he also does a really, really great job. Yeah. Um, 
they're, they're, well, because, like, it's the same way of, like, what was occurring with Ulrich in the first season, that there's so much screen time and there's so much to chew on for these actors and for these characters that you can't help but just feel ingratiated every single time they're on screen. Right, right. right. And so, that, I mean, that was that was a big thing for me. Like, it, like it's I'm sounding like a hypocrite, perhaps, because I'm criticizing the show and I'm complimenting it at the same time. Because it's doing this, the most yin-yang thing ever, where it's doing something really well and really, not really poorly, but just not as well as it could be at the same time, which is fascinating. Uh-huh. That even though I'm enjoying watching those characters, at the same time... I hate like watching those characters because I know their actions won't mean won't mean anything. But what's what's the saving grace quasi at the same time is the, like these characters those for the most part most of the side char- oh that's the issue. The side characters, the stakes feel very personal for the most part, feel very real, feel very tangible. You understand what they're doing, you understand yeah. what they're striving for. And it's interesting to watch. Yeah. But then when you have big plot-related characters, like Adam and Claudia, and when I say Claudia, I mean older Claudia, much older Claudia. Right. You don't understand what they're doing, why they're doing it. And so then it's just confusing, confusing structurally. And I think it hurts the the ensemble as a whole, right? I mean, there are still some characters... Where, like, what is Magnus's and Francis's objective? They're, they're trying to figure it out, even though the audience has really just has figured it out for a long time. Okay, whatever. But I, th- I think that's that's the biggest thing. But, like, Katarina is still a joy to watch, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Charlotte and Peter. Or mm, I thought Charlotte was great last season. I wish we got more Charlotte this season, but are still a joy to watch this season. Yeah. I think Hannah is still fascinating to watch this season. Absolutely. Like, there, awesome there are some characters character. that I'm like, man, they are even, like, younger Egon Tiedemann. And then, doubly so, older Egon Tiedemann in this I season. I was about to say. It's like, I love watching them. Yeah, yeah. And and w- I think that I agree with you that uh, it's difficult because what they do to themselves is that they have such interesting and vivid and alive characters that have really, like you said, understandable goals uh, that the second that you introduce this whole time loop, time traveling thing into the mix, whenever a character figures that out for the first time, nothing they care about matters anymore. Yeah. Um, And so it's impossible to really keep following them because, uh, Everything that they cared about now is very irrelevant um, or right. very little relevant. Exactly. Uh, so it's the framing of it. This sure. is, see, folks, this is why we do this show when we try to we dissect we, and we try we to figure out what's going on. Come across on. these realizations. Because we have yeah. ideas, we have these thoughts, and we try to figure out yeah. why are we having these ideas and thoughts. Yeah, we really have stumbled across quite a few things uh, today. Um, although I want to give a quick honorable mention to uh again i'm gonna uh, say sorry for pronunciation okay um christian patzold who is older egon Uh, um i he's easy second place for me this season i thought he did a stellar job yeah Um, and his character had more to chew on a lot to chew on i i I think that partially that was that was a little bit of uh a a writing thing for for his yes um one actor that 
worked against pole riding, I thought. That really, I mean, knocked that out of the park in terms of their little moments, especially their moments of breath and pause. Yeah. Were, uh, was the actor Julika Jenkins, Julika Jenkins maybe, who played uh, 1987 Claudia. Okay. The the yeah. kind of middle-aged Claudia. Her character had so much to chew on. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and, and... And the acting performance was great. It was. See, and like, there this, were so many yeah. times where it, um, she had no right to make that script decent. But she really, really did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny is that, like, the objective for that character seemed super-duper tangible and super-duper understandable. And her older self, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. Don't understand. Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the point of what you're trying to get at? Right. You know? So... Uh, and then we're and and there are still questions being asked at the at the the end of this season. What is this Martha? What is Adam doing? Where is he gonna go from here? How does he survive this? Uh, Charlotte went to the future, then did uh, Elizabeth sacrifice herself or something? Yeah, you know it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. So, um, which is beautiful. Yeah, uh, did we close the loop finally on the three Jonases? On like structural is that structural issue? Is that yeah. Uh, oh, us, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, um, like you had a qualm with it. Yeah. I think we talked about it for a brief second uh, again. So, yeah. And then I, I, th- I think the main thing that I was just going to say is that it's really difficult for me. Um, in, in director and writer brain, I am really loving it. In actor sure. brain, I am thinking to myself, oh. they are. It's so hard to track. Right. I, 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 I would be dying as an actor looking at, at the other people's performances and being like, wish I would have fucking known that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't imagine that many of these Jonases, if any of them, were watching the other's performances. Those, because those three characters are so ingrained in their given circumstances that, that like, yeah. it, it, were they given to them? It's like, difficult do those to actors, me. like, hey, like, this is, like, this happens to you. Keep this on the down low. Shh. You know? Right. It, it, yes, because it makes it really difficult for me that those characters are written to be at their core similar, and are visibly not at all. So you like this season more than the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay, let me phrase. Uh, I had a better time. Okay. I had a much better time. Gotcha. This was way easier to, to down. Because like, this season this is less days. of a puzzle. Yeah. And, and I actually like that a lot more about the first season. It was a puzzle. The first season was a puzzle. Yeah. This season isn't a puzzle. This season isn't about figuring out that it's a time loop. This season is about accepting the time loop. Right. And I wasn't able to accept it. And that's the big thing. It's the two-minute two warning. warning. All right. Well, I guess, like, what, what are your closing thoughts, I suppose, on this season? Um, should, I have, should I have done that? No, okay. no, no. no. I, I, I think it was good. I think it was uh, – I, I liked it more than the first season uh, in that it was more entertaining and there were – in the same way that I really like Endgame and I think that you don't like Endgame as much as Infinity War. Is that fair to say? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, Endgame is all payoff, which that's is the thing, so nice. Like, I think that there's Probably so by them, much pro- payoff in By themselves, two. I like Infi- Marvel uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War right. more than Endgame. But like in context, I like Endgame more than Infinity War. Okay, sweet, right, right, and and it, the exact same. I like all of the payoff that they give me in season two. I'm okay with you giving me a shit ton of questions as long as I'm also getting a little bit of answer as well. Yeah. And they finally start giving you answers in season two, and that makes it a lot easier for me to consume. I will put up with a lot. Yeah. Because I'm also getting a lot. I guess. You know? I guess my biggest issue is that like even though we got answers for characters that I'm like cool, but I I don't think we got answers 
that like mattered per se. We didn't. I don't think we got enough answers for Adam, or if, even though Adam was introduced, I don't we think we got enough answers for Noah uh, ish, uh, uh-huh. or for Claudia especially. Like I, I oh. or like what is destiny? You know, like we only got some semblance of an destiny. answer of that until Noah tried to kill Adam, and I'm like, okay, so now now I have finally bought in. Destiny is the thing in this world, and yeah. not some contrived bull narrative bullshit. And we'll get to season three someday, but Danny, yeah. next week, what are we doing? We're watching a movie that I've been watch- wanting to watch for a long time. It's a movie that came out in 2000, and I'm really excited because we saw this actor at work, and then I saw this actor in another movie. Well, Mac, we're going to watch a movie starring Tony Leung, and it's titled In the Mood for Love. Oh, we're going to have a blast. Okay.